Hello, welcome to When Wrestlers Act. I'm John Cronshaw, and I'm joined once again by Colin. How you doing, Colin? Um, reasonably well, thank you, John. Yourself? Yay! Reasonably well. No, I'm good. I'm good. So, we've just watched Series 1, Episode 5 of The Glow. We are continuing our Glow adventure. It's another one that happened. Yeah, it did. It was one that didn't really do a lot. These last two episodes could have just been fused together, to be honest. Yeah, but... yeah. The way I see this episode, a lot of um, foundations have been laid. So, fingers crossed it does pick up a little bit because um, it's not particularly bad, but it's just air. It's just happening. Yeah. It's just water. <laughs> it's that thing that you do to stay alive. It opens up and you've got Melrose coming back from somewhere. She's obviously been out clubbing or having sexual intercourse with someone. She's uh, done a walk of shame, let's say. And she's accosted by Cherry, who's now in charge of making sure that everyone keeps curfew. And we find out that Melrose isn't her real name. What? She's called Melanie Rosen. Did you know that? I did not know that. Did you know that? No. So that's good to know. She's lied about her name, kind of. Yeah, it gives it gives her character a little bit of edge, I guess. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> Is it that she's basically just like a rich Jewish girl? Is that the impression that we're meant to get? I think so. She's um she's a bit of a rebel, and that's about it, really. We go into the girls' training for the wrestling, and a network executive is being given a tour. And he's been introduced to Debbie, who is saying, you know, she's going to be the central person. She was in this soap. He's like, oh, don't really know soaps. Do you know this soap? Now it's filmed in New York. <laughs> so I wasn't in it. There's some great lines here because initially the executive's not impressed. And Sam turns around and says, look, it's hot and family friendly. It's porn you can watch with your kids. Finally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a great line. <laughs> and then it went downhill from there, really. There was there was nothing much to it apart from that great line. But for some reason, that sale job of the is poor when you could watch with your kids worked with the executive and he seemed all over it then. He was impressed. And he was saying that they need to get a sponsor and he's got one in mind that's Patio Town. Woohoo! Patio Town. Yeah. That sounds like yeah. um, some sort of Irish stereotype. We cut to Debbie, who's practicing in her very nicely attired, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> that, that worked well for me, you know. And she was just diving around on a bed in front of a kid, pretending to be a wrestler. So that was fun, I suppose. <laughs> um, well, for you, when you found your pause button, it was fun. And she um, decides to ask parents to look after the kid, because obviously jumping and jiggling around in a tiny leotard probably isn't appropriate. It links back to the last thing when he's talking about porn you can watch with your kids. and yeah. <laughs> That's why this podcast is so helpful. To get those transitions, get those callbacks. Exactly. Very good. Very good. What yes. happened next? See, I, I can't remember because the rest it's of just is, a lot of, it's just a lot of nothing. Oh, yeah. There, there was um, crank calling from some of the immature young ladies. Lots of that, and it was all mildly hilarious. Yeah, so there was prank calls. One of them said, yeah, it's the uh, doctor. I've got your test results. You've got AIDS in your butt. Blah, blah, blah. So Yeah, but there's a good reply to that, which was um, there was blood coming out when I shoved your toothbrush up my ass. Yep. <sighs> that was fun. I think, I think that whole 
prank calling thing was just to try and say, look, there are other people who are less integral to the plot in this episode as well, but we've got to include them. It's like a, an episode of Monday Night Raw where everyone's rung after a 24-7 belt. We've got Ruth having trouble with her TV, so she goes to speak to the hotel guy, and he's Russian, and he's got a Russian accent. I wonder if that'll play into anything. Do you think that'll play into anything? Who knows? Doesn't seem to. Doesn't seem to add anything to the story at this point. No, it, um, it just shows he's your stereotypical Russian motelier that they have in America in those things. He was watching Quincy, though. I remember that much. I noticed a bit of Quincy. I love Quincy. Only wrestlers yeah. in Quincy. There's probably an episode Don't where a, a wrestler dies in the ring and Quincy will, um, will find out that he had concussion or something. I'm going to have to look yeah, into that now. We can review an episode of Quincy instead of this. <laughs> <laughs> so we get Justine. Remember Justine? No. The moody goth one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's got a bit of a storyline in this one. It's not much. She orders a pizza because she fancies a pizza boy. Pizza boy arrives with the pizza. She fancies him. She gets nervous. Pizza boy goes, but he's left his number mm-hmm. on the thing. And then the rest of the story of that is he's left the number, and she doesn't call it, and then he turns up, and then they snog and then and then there's implied sexual intercourse yes but that's good because it's i hate sex scenes in these things anyway but they're usually so cheesy i've noticed on a lot of things on netflix there'll be a scene with a woman where she will wipe her vagina after going for a wee she'll drop the tissue you'll see you'll see that bit for some reason yeah so yeah i'm surprised it wasn't sex to be honest maybe there wasn't time maybe oh no no this was a stupidly long episode (laughs) oh no all the stuff they could have cut out of this and it would have still been... 35 exactly the minutes. <laughs> they could have cut everything yeah. out and it would have still been 35 minutes. I probably would have really fancied her when I was about 13. What, the skinny goth yeah. one? Yeah. Same when name. I was about 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, fancying Christina Ricci. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just, it just doesn't work now when you watch Adam's Family. It's like, nah, she's a bit too young. Yeah. A bit too young. Yeah. Probably like nine or something. Now. She was the same age. We're now, we're, same age as me. Okay. Oh, she's older than me yeah. then. Excellent. So you know, you're Yay. punching above your weight there. I mean, to be fair, I did discover the Adams family about two years ago, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's a joke. In case anyone doesn't have a uh, funny bone, a joke bone. Uh, would you, know, would you care to explain that. the joke? No, it's fine. Okay. I, I, I shan't be doing that. Fine. <laughs> so we get the meeting with Sam taking Ruth to Patio Town. They meet the owner of Patio Town. Remember his name? Um, was it Patio Town? It was Pat. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said something like, oh, you know, uh, I lived up to my name. And Sam comes out with a line in, of like, oh, that's why I'm called Francis Ford Coppola. Hey. <sighs> Moving on. Hello? Still yeah, there? Still, still there. there. Yeah. <laughs> that was not so, Sam Zinger, was it? No. So we get a clip. It, like, it does a lot of quick cutting in this one. So we get a clip of Debbie in the gym with Machu Picchu. And Debbie has never been to a wrestling show. And you know, Machu Picchu is frankly shocked. Well, yeah, so she should be. I mean, even I've been to a wrestling show. In fact, I've been yeah. hammered at many wrestling shows. <laughs> hammered and obnoxious. That was your gimmick, wasn't it? <laughs> That's on the, on the ones I want to with you. Don't drag me into the blame game, Colin. It's usually the wrestlers drag right. me, dragging you into it and you're <laughs> doing everything. Well, this is true. This is true. So she says, right, I'm going to take you to a wrestling show. 
which it seems woo there's one of it starts. Oh, actually, so, Mem- Pichu, she does make um, a interesting point, which was that Debbie just doesn't seem to be getting into it, and that's why she takes her to the show because she's um, she's struggling yeah. to make an impact. So yeah. it's yeah. a so, good bit of research. So they go back to Pat and Patio Town, and Sam tries to convince him. And he's like, oh, you know, this is a family thing. We deal with mothers. And he was like, look, this is a show. It's got hot women. It's going to appeal to guys. You know, he says something like, how many sundials do the husbands want to look at before their dick falls off or something? (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of a bit sold on it. And then they're doing some kind of, I think it's like a barbecue demonstration. And Ruth puts on a Russian accent and complains about capitalism and says that there's only one chair in Russia and all this and have to share it. And we see the start of an interesting character. And um, you see Kate Nash wearing not very much as well. Yeah, that seems to convince the guy that, okay, this can work. (laughs) (laughs) He's convinced by breasts. That's probably like that. Works for me. Um, Sam is actually quite a big fan of the Russian character that Ruth is portraying. And he says, oh, but obviously you'll need a good baby face to play off. You need a good guy. Mm, how's it going to work with you and Debbie? Oh, I don't know. And then Kate Nash, she goes, oh, I'm going to the toilet. Do you want to come and watch me? And sounds like, no, it's okay. She's going for a wee, is what she says. She goes, oh, do you regularly watch her urinate? And then he gets very defensive and says, oh, well, at least I didn't fuck my best friend's husband, blah, blah, blah. And then it was a bit of a heart-to-heart moment between her and Sam when he's like, I've done things like that where I fuck people, but it's always been because I'm a dick and I've taken drugs or I've been too drunk. And, you know, you seem all right. What's your problem? Yeah, that was actually reasonably interesting because it it shows um, that he has got a little bit of a small amount of depth to him. But who cares about that at the back of the wrestling show? (laughs) And uh, introduced to, who is it? Steel Horse yes. and Mr. Monopoly. Yes, or um, <laughs> or Joey Ryan and Alex Riley, as I know them. I knew the one was Joey Ryan. I recognised it. It was the other one that was bothering me. Alex Riley, yeah. of course. The Mrs. Virgil. The Mrs. Virgil. <laughs> but it's, it's in that match when Debbie finally realises what wrestling is all about and it clicks to her that it's a soap opera. And then yes, they all go backstage, yes, so... get introduced to him, and then she shags Alex Riley. That's true. And do you remember what Machu Picchu said? What was the hardest move in wrestling? No. The moonsault. Oh, the... the hardest move in wrestling. Well, yeah, but it was Chris Daniels in the ring. He makes he always makes it look easy. Yeah. We get the thing where Debbie, you know, is going back full circle to the start. In there, Now you've got Debbie returning back to her room, doing the dirty stop out thing shame. at five in the morning. And Cherry bumps into her. And she goes, oh, I know what happened. Melrose told me. And you know what I said? I said, she's a rat. And I told her what we did to rats. She was like, oh, thanks. And then she's like, oh, so how was it? And she's like, oh, well, you know, it's great when you've got someone who you sleep with and you know what they do and you know what they're like and all this stuff. So it was a bit weird. And, you know, I really enjoyed being with Steel Horse, but I think I'm going to have problems weeing for a while. God knows what went on there. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I want to say about that? And then we get Debbie calling Sam and just saying that she's in and that she needs a great heel. And then we end. Well, 
with a few asides, we've just um, pretty much summed up everything that happened in that episode, give or take, in um, less than 15 minutes. <laughs> it was, um, yes. and I think we could have done it much, much quicker as well without rushing. It just happened. Yeah. And I, I don't yeah. want it to just happen. I feel like um, watching these past two episodes has wasted an hour of my time. Yeah. It's, not it's, good. Not, it's not good. Needs it to pick it up. to pick up Needs the pace. Pick it up. Convince me, John. Does yeah. it pick up the pace? I'll find out when I watch episode it six. It does. It do- I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to think now. Does it pick up for the rest of the series? Is it series two that's good? Ah! I mean, it's, it's well, not. We shall, we shall find out on next week's episode. It's not bad. It's just, yeah, I just want something to happen. It is actually getting a bit soap opera itself now. And I don't want to watch a soap opera. I want to watch something that tickles my funny bone. Yeah. Which is yeah. what the first three episodes did extremely well. Yeah, it has kind of gone into a bit mm. of a slump these past two, so needs to pick it up, really does. Still not on the stool chart now, but, you know, that stool chart could well be coming if it doesn't up its game. Yeah, so next time, next, next time. time. <sighs> it's okay, it's okay when you see what happens, when they do start the wrestling, you'll go, okay, this is this is all right now, this is okay, I can get into this. Well, that's a problem. Because they're doing too much setup. I know. Too much setup. I, am, I am into it. It's just they're stringing me along a bit too much. It's like when WWE has um, someone like, um, well, in recent times, they've just turned Seth Rollins heel finally. But they've missed that right. sweet spot. If they'd done it a few weeks ago, it'd gone from there's a, a great quote in an episode at the thick of it where someone's describing Malcolm as. Um, You've gone from being the person that people love to hate to simply being the person that people hate. You've gone from being Jeremy Clarkson to Piers Morgan. <laughs> and that's yeah. where we're at right now. I think it does go back up. Good. It does. It'll, it redeems itself a bit. I've got the impression that they maybe had ideas for about six episodes <laughs> in this and, and just filled the rest up with like deleted scenes. Yeah. You know I mean? These last two episodes do feel like DVD extras. You know what I mean? Like, okay, these are the deleted scenes. We've had maybe half an episode's worth of actual storytelling, and the rest of yeah, it is just basically a, like the Lord of the Rings director's cuts with, you know, with added people getting their heads chopped off. All those Alan Partridge things where there's no story. The one, the one on the BBC. The one that wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, it started yeah. off well and then just, just became the Alan Partridge show and was naff. Uh, oh, well. Right. <laughs> right, well, on that bombshell, we'll leave it there and uh, reconvene after watching the next episode. So, until next time. Bye-bye. Cheerio.